Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall. Hello and welcome to uh, number nine in our special podcast series on the teacher's introduction to attachment. And today we're going to be talking about the final guiding principle. Uh, And this is about the type of activities that we do with children or the type of environment that they're in. Uh, And I've entitled this sensory less over sensory more. What I've noticed in our children and young people these days um, this makes me sound very old is that there's a lot of stimulation that goes on there's a lot of uh, you know they they seem to be bored a lot more than we were when we were younger maybe I'm you know maybe I'm forgetting what it was like but there's a lot of activities if you think about children's clubs there's always things going fast after each other Obviously, the games that they play on computers, the TV, everything is about more senses, the more things that we can do to stimulate our senses. Um, But for children who've experienced trauma and certainly who have parts of their brain that are more active than others, like the reptilian part of the brain, and then actually the more stimulation that we give them very often is is more difficult for them. Um, Anxiety and uh, excitement are the same kind of feelings for children and so they can't distinguish between what is a good or a bad feeling so you know there's a birthday coming up and um, they feel excited about it or they feel anxious they don't know which it is because us in our adult mind we can say uh, it's a birthday that's a good thing it must be excitement for a child who hasn't got that kind of regulation in their system it just all rolls into one and then it comes out in lots of extreme behaviours. Um, and one of the times at school that um, this becomes more difficult for them is the free time. And for me, I think that this is more like fear time than it is free time. The break times before school, after school, lunch time. Because it's about uh, there's no, no structure There's very little supervision, as we've talked about in a previous podcast, and they have to get on with their peers, which is quite difficult for them. So um, there's not so many adults to help them to do that, and it can be quite hard for them. And if their anxieties become uh, larger, then it's difficult to regulate. One of the problems for children um, like this is that they struggle with their self-regulation. Self-regulation is something that starts to develop very early in life through interactions with our parents or our carers and we are co-regulated by adults around us until we learn to regulate our own emotions. Now for children who haven't had that co-regulation, that means um, that they find it really hard to regulate their emotions. So if they get really excited or really anxious, then it's really hard to pull themselves back. This often makes me smile, really, when I'm with friends of mine who have birth children and they will 
kind of say, oh, we're quite strict with our children. And I suppose we are, but the, the reason for that is we know that they can't pull themselves back. So if we're in a restaurant and the kids are messing around and they're messing with water on the table and the glasses, we know that they're not going to be able to pull themselves back enough. It's going to get to a point where there's going to be water all over the table uh, and then they're going to be upset about it and they're not going to be able to pull themselves back. So we have to contain them a lot uh, tighter than you you might do. Uh, another child. So in terms of school, I guess it's thinking about, you know, how much excitement or anxiety is this activity going to stimulate or going to, you know, bring for a child. So um, going on trips, for example, um, you know, do all children need to go to Alton Towers or Drayton Manor? Probably not. It might be a nice trip that we want to do and they might be disappointed that they can't go. But for me, the, the, the fact that they might spend that whole time in a state of fear is worse than if they feel a little bit disappointed about not going. You might need to think about if they are going on trips like that, think about the fact that they probably will sabotage the trip because if you think about what they feel at the core of their being, that they are bad, then they feel that they don't deserve to have a trip. Um, so at some point they will do something to, to, to bring it back to, to the place of, you know, of, of what they feel about themselves. And they are probably going to need somebody one-to-one with them if, they, if you're on a trip because there's going to be points during the day when they, the excitement is going to be too much. Some of the times in our curriculum that can be difficult, Christmas time... Uh, the whole month of December, because there's less structure, there's less routine, there's more excitement, there's more anxiety around doing plays and doing different things. All of those things combined together can make it quite difficult for children. Uh, same with leading up to the summer, coming out of the summer and coming in to, to do a new year can be difficult. So it's about thinking about how can we actually make this sensory less for them? So how can we take out some of that anxiety? That may be about trying to be in a quieter environment, if you possibly can. It may be... Um, I, I heard actually with um, a local school to me, a local high school, who has a child who's very ambivalent in her attachment. Uh, and one of the things that they were finding is that she finds it really difficult when she comes into the classroom. Because of the moving around that we do in secondary schools, she, she would spend the first five, ten minutes really fizzy and really um, disruptive in the classroom. So they gave her an, an MP3 player with some, some nice music on, and she listens to that for, for two or three minutes when she comes into the classroom, and that helps her to just regulate herself again, to bring herself back to a place of, of calm. So things like that, anything that will help the child to quiet down the reptilian part of the brain um, so that they can access the front part of the brain. So that's the end of the um, guiding principles. So we, the next time you come back to the podcast, we'll be looking at some of the other areas of concerns for children like this, starting with shame. So please join us again. Thank you for listening to this podcast, part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.